box. We'd never really keep that closed. Uh, yeah, that's always open, but I mean, you know, the yelling and the screaming, it subsides during the cold months. People don't like oh, to be out yeah. there doing that. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, it hits 51 degrees, and next thing you know, people that have been drinking on the porch all day Scra- oh, are coming alive. There was a full-on domestic on Saturday night that I was like, can we just not? What if we didn't? Really? It's been a while since I heard a fight out the window. It was just screaming. But it there was happen. no, like, you know, aggression. But I was like, can we just... I don't know. I haven't seen any of you you all out on the block. Yeah. You're, you're you know, intruding. Normally, we know, like, the one guy. He's always yelling when he's, like, pissed drunk at 8 p.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not him. And I said, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. There's a lot of uh, pent-up anger over the winter, you know? You're oh, holed yeah. up with your significant other, and they're bothering you. And they want to watch their TV shows, but you're too busy trying to secure your next 40 ounce. This is going to a place that I don't know if I'd like. Conflicting (laughs) interests across the board. Trevor, I'll talk about it on the after show, but Trevor Trevor sent me something very funny. I'm sure it's not appropriate. I'm just going to say it's not appropriate. It is not. But we don't, you know, this is the beginning of the podcast. We're not going there right now. Listen, uh, Cocaine Bear is now on streaming, so I don't have to go to a thea- theater to see it. So oh. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, that's interesting. Red Letter Media just put out their review of Cocaine Bear, which I was in the process of watching when and? you kindly interrupted me. I didn't get to it yet. They're oh. doing two movies. They did M. Night Shyamalan's new movie, Knock at the Cabin. Sure. Which they only reviewed for like three minutes. And sort of half-heartedly endorsed, and now they're moving on to Cocaine Bear. But so I didn't get to it. So that's usually a good sign. Yeah, that means yeah. that most of the episode is about it. Yeah. The thing they did say that directed was... Directed by Elizabeth Banks. Really? Are you serious? She directs things. And so I was like, wow, okay. Oh, wow. What a choice. I had no idea. I'm very intrigued. I'm like, I kind of wanted to see it in a theater. Eh. But now I'm like, you know what, it's free now. So no, no, it. it's disposable. The thing they did say that I think is an interesting insight that is rather generic, it has nothing to do with the plot of the movie or anything, is that, oh, hey, a major Hollywood studio finally discovered the trick that they have known for decades and somehow abandoned, which is if you spend less money on a movie, there's less or less pressure for it to make money. So yeah. you can just make 10 movies instead of spending $700 million on Avatar 5. Yeah. You can just make a bunch of cocaine bears and hopefully you'll make some. One of them will stick. Th- yeah. It's the 90s again, everybody. Which I think is actually kind of good. Yeah. I mean, it's too bad that they're just taking the form of meme movies. Like cocaine bear just feels like this is designed for viral marketing. It's basically yeah, it's like a 90 of... minute TikTok. But you got Carrie Russell. You got... Ray Liotta's last performance. No, they somehow managed to, yeah, cast a bunch of stars in it. Yeah, which is which is wild. That well, that's Elizabeth Banks doing favors. Hey, I mean, people just need work now, probably too, because if you're not getting cast in the Marvels or the Disneys, oh, apparently people are trying to get out of their contracts. I'm sure they are. Everything's flopping. Anthony Mackie's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Of course, dude. Yeah, I mean, right before I watched this, I just watched a uh, a few minute long video about just what a catastrophic failure the star wars franchise has become and we all know this we've talked about it several times too but yeah if the tide is turning in that sense and they just go back to like middle and low budget movies with like good actors in them it is sad that cocaine bears ray liotta's last movie or it's great i mean not if he's having a good time he is the cocaine bear quite frankly yeah um you know so if he's having a good time in the film or looks like excuse me that he's having a good time more power to him, you know? I mean, it's hard to sit around lamenting it exactly, because basically he did, like, 
Field of Dreams and Goodfellas, and mm-hmm. then his career was a steady decline until Cocaine Bear. Like I, can't I think, think he did like TV. He was in a lot of TV. I guess, but I can't think of a single movie that he was in at all. And oh. if anything came to mind, like I can't think of a mature Ray Liotta performance where he wasn't phoning it in. Like I'm trying to think. I know I did see him as a bloated old man in something, and I just remember thinking, "Wow, like yeah. you really Ads for cocaine bear. You didn't want to try oh. in this at all." I think it was a Steven Soderbergh movie, but I can't oh. remember which no one, one. That's because he oh, no one was. wants to be at one of those. It was in No Sudden Move. But the fuck is that? It was an okay, you know, uh, star-studded Soderbergh movie about like a, a double cross crime. You know? Whatever. You know, yeah, pretty pretty standard. <sighs> I don't know. I don't. You don't like him. No. I think he's okay. I think he makes too many movies, but I watch them when they Didn't come out. Didn't he do the, the flight movie, the Upside Down Plane? Did he do that one with Denzel? I Maybe. It doesn't feel like a Soderbergh movie to me, but it, it's possible. That movie with Buck Wild, I, I feel like that needs a rewatch just to be like, is this really happening? I mean, that was kind of an original cocaine bear. It was. Where, where you're like, Denzel was the cocaine bear. Wow, yeah, they just had a cocaine bear pilot the plane. Yeah. Which is great premise. <laughs> you know, it really, it truly was too. And I remember thinking that that flight was like based on a true story, and then like learning after I saw it that like, oh no, this is just totally made up. Yeah, because it's it it feels like it. Can't, it's I mean, I think there was like something uh, like based on a true story, but not a true. You know, like Law and Order rules were in effect. Yeah, uh huh. I think it's that like that some drunk pilot landed a plane crazy like they had to do enough like alterations so that legally no one would be yes. impugned by the consequences. They're like, well, <laughs> the plane didn't flip upside down yeah. in your real life story. It was a, a rough landing, but you 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 made it. You know. Um, I really don't remember most of that movie. I remember the opening scene because he just fucked a stewardess. And he's hung over as hell, and he gets on the plane, and he pilots it, and it's like a normal flight. It's like the cold open. It's uh-huh. just like, oh, this is his day, is he drinks vodka and orange juice <sighs> and flies the plane. But I don't remember the middle of the movie at all that culminates in him saving the day and then like going to trial. Yeah, I don't that's rem- the plot I, of the I movie. I don't remember like what, what they find out. Like, ooh. Yeah, you know, well, I think what happens is they, they try to turn him into a celebrity Yeah, and then because he, he yeah. was a hero. He legitimately mm-hmm. was, but then they find out. I know that out. he goes and There's, works on like a, mm, you know, in a barn. They find him in a barn. There's the cocaine a- bear got into the stash, you know? Oh, And they probably. were like, oh, this is no good. We can't have this. Mm. I mean... I'm excited. I mean, John Wick is out this weekend, and I'm like, Ooh. yeah. My sister's going to be here this weekend, so I'm not going to have any time. But I would love to go see John Wick. Yeah, next week. I was going to propose like Bro Down Throwdown. Yeah, John Wicky. Oh, absolutely. We got to go see John Wick. Yeah, yeah. Damn. I'm actually really excited. I mean, I I don't get um. I mean, it looks bad. It oh, looks for bad. Sure. For sure. But I feel like as a stupid event, I'm like. I can carve some time to watch John Wick. <laughs> well, and and much like Cocaine Bear, it's the type of thing that goes well at an Alamo Draft House. Oh, you know, yeah, You yeah. just pound a couple of drinks, and it's more fun drunk, and the oh, audience yeah. is reacting to Fucking it. Fucking wild, yeah. And then you never have to think about it again, and it's fine. Correct. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. It's a spectacle. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be very excited to do that. I don't, yeah. I don't get super pumped for that many media properties, and even the ones I like, like John Wick. I didn't... the guy died. I know. What's Aww. his name? Gunsmellier. What's his name? Gunsmall. No, he's not Gunsmallier. Mm. He's just the uh, concierge at the hotel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gunsmallier is that other guy from Parks and Rec. Oh, the English guy. Yeah. That's on all the like British movies now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I really like him. Yeah. But if he died as an actor, I wouldn't care. I just had a no. soft spot for the other guy because he takes care of the dog. Oh, that's right. You he's know, in he, a lot of things. He's like a good-hearted character. I yeah. guess he's most known from The Wire. I, yes. read his, I read his obit the other night, and mm. I've only seen like the first two seasons of The Wire. I can't watch The Wire. It's so boring. It's so boring. Like, I'm sorry, everybody that loves The Wire, but it's boring as hell. And you know what Baltimore is? Trash. Yeah, it's true. 
man, I just watched, speaking of cities that are trash, mm-hmm. I just watched a Vice video, mm-hmm. um, like a full documentary that kind of, it almost recaptured the magic of old Vice. You know how they've lost their mojo over the years and like they used to do They're, like They do a lot of like grimy food tours that are actually pretty good. Yeah, I think they have their lane when they stay out of like trying to deliver any kind of message. And yeah, they, just, they are not. No. And they just go to a place that's like when they're like we're, we're edgy BuzzFeed, and you're like, okay, yeah, but just don't even try to be edgy. You know what mm. I mean? Like, let's cut it out. But anyway, okay. yeah, I I just clicked on this thinking like, oh, that's interesting. Abandoned malls, hour long Vice documentary. Oh, okay. I got nothing better to do. This will be cool. Uh-huh. All takes place in Cleveland. Oh, there's f- uh, six. So they went to three of them. Mm-hmm. They went to um, Randall Park, which of course I'm familiar with. You oh, must yeah. be too. That's I've never been actually. But I know where it was. Yeah, I know where it was too. I don't yeah. think I ever went. Yeah, there was. This is the thing. They the shocking statistic that they deliver is that like at the height of malls in America, there was something like twelve thousand across the country, and Northeast Ohio had the the most malls like per square mile of anywhere in the country. Because our malls are huge, and they were enormous. Yeah. yeah. And that and that's the thing. Like so, when we say we never went to Randall Park Mall, even though it was near to both of us relatively, it's because I had three other malls that I went to growing up. That was the that was the scary mall. Yeah, well, and I think by the time we were, uh, it was already a dead mall. By the time we were, it was it was dying because it was one of these mega huge ones. Yeah. So they go to Randall Park, and then they went to one called Rolling Acres that I'd never heard of, but that was in Akron. Oh, whatever. It was huge though. That was the that was the big mama Hmm. of the three. Akron has had three uh, generations of malls. Of like, you know, oh, but this one's getting like worn down and beaten up by age. So we'll close it, open a new one, open a new center. That one deceases. And then now there's like a new one in Akron. I can't believe they're building new ones. Why would you do that? It There's space. They got the space. Yeah, that's true. It's a gerb, you know, it's a gerb factory. I, I guess, but like they're going to just go out of business again. They're, they're incredibly expensive malls to build and maintain. You know, that's why no one does that anymore. Well, nope. Now it's lifestyle centers. Well, here's the thing. The third one, I can't remember what the name of this mall was. I wasn't familiar with it. But it was now just uh, full of churches. The fuck? So it was like closer to the inner city. It must have been in East Cleveland somewhere. Euclid? No, that's close. That's an Amazon facility. I don't know, but it was it was somewhere like that, and it was all just like it was twenty five black churches, basically. Oh, that like right. you know, like the same know. in the same sense that in Bed Stuy, there's just churches in like old storefronts or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. So they just did that, which was kind of cool. I didn't know that was going on in Cleveland, but I mean, and the other thing was, I really liked this documentary because the host of it was a former professional skateboarder who was very popular when I was young, mm-hmm. who's now an old man, he's uh-huh. forties or whatever. But he went and in, in and throughout the documentary was skating in Cleveland and like talking to skaters there, and it was cool. It was cool to see hmm. DIY parks and like um, I don't know places I skated all the time, get hit up by Rick McCrank. It was kind of fun. But yeah, that's my cities that are garbage rundown. Oh, yeah, um, they have a really good like late night Philly eats thing. And granted, I would never be caught dead in any of these places. They no, like you know when a floor looks, you know the sound a floor makes just by watching it on TV. Mm-hmm. That's not for me. That's not for me. I mean, I'll go to a. Well, crap what do you mean, like a creaky wood floor or sticky. like a soft? Oh, a sticky. Sticky. Floor. You yeah. know those uh, hard tiles. That are maybe asbestos. Yeah, I do know what that. you That. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 not for me, not for eating in, no, no, no. Well, that that is the sign of like a good cheesesteak place, I have to imagine. I mean, like low, uh, low-tier low food that is 
super delicious when you've been drinking. There was some that wild... is the kind of place you want to be. I would not want to be there. You want um, it to smell like mold and be like kind of gross inside. No. Um, you want the tiles on the ceiling to be dripping. If people are ordering blue motherfuckers and cheese fries, I'm out. That's an out for why. Me. That seems like a thing you would love. No, I'm. I was there for the like weird tiny hole in the wall Chinese spot with the lazy Susan in the middle, and I was like, yeah, fuck me. And yeah, I'll do that. That's uh, more my I speed. I feel like I feel like you're just being. A little reverse racist right now. What? The Irish and the Italians, you're not in in for it, but the Chinese, they do exactly the same thing, but they throw a lazy Susan at you and you're on board all of a sudden. Yeah, you don't have to like, <laughs> hey, give me some of that. Me, we don't do that passing. <laughs> we don't have to do all that passing across the table. You just give it a spin. Yeah. Spin that over here. Give me, give me, give me, come on. Um, yeah. I, I'm here for the lazy Susan. It's great. Oh, man. Ugh. What else? I don't know. My brain is a little melty. Mm. I'm like, oh. Well, this is a this is a throwback to uh, something we talked about on the podcast back in the Zoom days. Mm. This is a 2021 throwback. I took a wild ride back into the mind of Eric Conover. Remember him? He's still around. Yeah. Huh. So I checked out with Eric Conover a while back because I was really into his like upscale real estate tours, but he got disillusioned with that and said, "I'm going to go back to blogging." Yeah, and that's when I was like, I was like, never no, mind. Baby, I don't know. care. Yeah. I, I think I think what happened. This is what I every now and then I see an Instagram video of him like in a weird house, and I'm like, I thought you were done with that. What friend. I've surmised is that he probably realized that his numbers went down, so he does do like fifty fifty mm. luxury tours with his dumb vlogging things. But the vlogs have taken a new form now where he, like, profiles people in New York. <sighs> Mostly it still has to do with property stuff, so it's always, like, people paying unexpectedly low rents. Oh, because that's a TikTok thing. And it's, like, a TikTok thing, too, definitely. Which, I, th- you know the guy who's like, hey, ho- hey, how much you pay for rent? Can I get a tour? And they're like, yeah, sure, I know you. And they're always, like, some, like, Instagram famous person that, are, like, they, they scheduled it, and it's supposed to be, like, random well, the number one most obvious thing is that all these people are trying to parlay their appearance on his YouTube channel into something else. Of so, like, the one guy was, like, a busker, like, an aspiring musician that works at a coffee shop. And then the one I watched tonight was two aspiring actors. Now, their setup was kind of interesting, though, because this one hooked me. Because hmm. the last one I watched was, like, oh, this guy pays $600 in rent. And then he, like, lives in a shoebox on the Lower East Side and, like, works at a coffee shop. And you're well, like, okay, this guy's going nowhere. But now they're like, these two guys pay $750 each to live on Millionaire's Row in Manhattan, which is right near where I work. They basically live in Columbus Circle. Uh huh. And I thought, this is intriguing. How the fuck is that even possible? And then they turn out to have, like, it's not that crazy small of an apartment by Manhattan standards, but, you know, it's probably 300 square feet. I don't know math like that. It, it, well, it's like it's like two rooms this size, and then a teeny tiny room. That's I would hesitate to even describe it like as like Harry Potter a room or no. S- same size, if not smaller. Ooh, no, you can't. And live it's that like way. sort of a railroad like that. So can't live that way. They describe that the building was likely an old hotel. They don't oh. know for sure. So just picture like a hotel room, basically. One can look that up. 
I'm sure they. I don't know. Who knows? I'm just taking their word for they're it. I'm not, not going to bother. They're not really going to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so they don't have a kitchen. You know, it's just oh. it's just like a wet bar that they have a mini fridge shoved underneath right. of and, and a hot plate. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. A- and I think the bathroom might even be like in the hallway. Yeah, a lot yeah. of these situations are it's like that. A j- almost an SRO. Well, yes. Yeah, yeah. It probably back in when Times Square was all prosies. It probably was something like hmm. that. That's what it seems like to me. Apparently, people will pay fourteen hundred dollars to live in a shoebox with a bathroom in a hall. Yeah, and I I'm mean, like, why? Look, all the people that Eric Conover is profiling are obviously under like twenty four. In which case, fine, whatever. You know, I, I wouldn't have cared at that time. You've just gotten practically. You've just gotten out of dorm living. It wouldn't really bother. I lived me. in a dorm for one year. I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know, but like in in. I had a kingly sized apartment. In relative term, we did in New Jersey. Yes. No. In. In undergrad, you did. Oh yeah. Yeah. Three bedrooms, giant living room, giant dining room, yeah. separate space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunroom, and two bedrooms in the back. Well, that's Cleveland standards, you know. And it was three hundred bucks. That ain't exist here. Ugh. But anyway, so I, I, what I'm saying is, I get it, because in relative terms, like they're closer to living in a dorm than not. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it that way. Okay, right. so like th- it's not going to be that complicated for them, but the thing that shocked me was they're two young like gay guys that are also also trying to like be influencers, mm. or so I suspect. Oh, not the influencer part, but the gay part, because they just have that appearance because they're actors. The one guy has a mustache; he dresses like a low rent Paul F. Tompkins. You know, that's straight behavior at this point. It kind of is. You know, I'll get to it. But so they're showing they're doing this little apartment tour of their like one room and then they're they're they show the bedroom and there's only one apparent bed in there mm-hmm. that's like a almost a queen or at least a full. And I'm like, okay. Almost so a queen is the title of their movie. Yeah, absolutely. That's the title of their me- their memoir. Oh. <laughs> um Is so, there a Murphy bed somewhere? So I'm like, what is going on? There's only one bed in there. Yeah. And then they like sort of pan over and there's what I hesitate to describe as a bed. I think it was like a repurposed love seat that had like the rear cushion taken off of it. Oh. It was really weird. I thought it was a piece of furniture. Like a day bed E? And then they described it as the other guy's bed. And I was like, are these guys closeted and just afraid to be openly gay on Eric Conover's podcast yeah, or whatever? Probably. I think that's actually what's going on because I don't believe this for one second. I love you to death. Yeah. But if you had to sleep on a couch because I would not be sleeping on a couch, at the adjacency to my bed, no. I'd well, say, absolutely not, shoot me now. Well, that's what's so mysterious about it, too, is like, the, at, at the very least, they're sleeping in the same room. It's almost weirder if they're sleeping apart from each other. Like, I get it yeah. if you're a couple living in this situation, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, mm-hmm. uh, maybe they're from Alabama or something. I have no idea, mm-hmm. you know? But so anyway, do they talk like this and say and for to drink I would like I will order? No, who knows? They have that they have that fake actor quality where you're like you're not a real person. You're just on camera all the time even yeah. when you're not. And they're yeah. talking about how hard they rise and grind and how they like write scripts every day and how they have a voiceover studio set up in the closet and a blue screen. More th- a lot more that happens <laughs> in that closet. <laughs> that comes down from the ceiling in the living room so that they can uh do their like virtual auditions and all Even this like stuff. You know, people who like on on podcasts who are like, yeah, I had re- crazy things when I lived in New York in in my twenties. They're like, no, I had bedrooms. 
No, I mean their setup looks insane. Like, do you do you remember what Big Fun, the toy store uh-huh. in Cleveland, looked like before they moved? When it was in that <gasps> tiny space, like yeah. that's what it looks like. There's like pieces of equipment and no, stuff everywhere, you. and then they'll they'll be like Mm-mm. they'll be like, and this is where we keep all of our books. And then they pan over to like a shelf up near the ceiling with like six books on of it on it. Of course, they're dumb. One of them's like the actor's journey, and then the other one's like you know like a biography of Ray Liotta. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's basically that it's hilarious what is it like bossy pants it's the tina fey one very funny to watch these guys <sighs> do and they're like you yeah, know we don't really need a kitchen we don't need food I, you know i eat where i work four times a week and the other guy's like i just call the pizza place and cut to the pizza place and he's like this is the frankie special he's the top the guy that eats from the pizza place yeah yeah he seemed like it too yeah. the other guy was the fake paul f tompkins guy i was like you're yeah, trying he, to if hard. he's only day eating he's having salad and then not eating later. oh god this is the part i wanted to tell you about big time so fake Paul F. Tompkins guy is very proud of himself because he bought a $700 cologne, which this guy has some minimum wage job at a restaurant, you know? I'm and, sorry. And what cologne costs $700? You're going to love this. Wait till you find How out. How bad is well. it? So he's like, I bought this cologne. It's the most expensive thing I've ever bought in my whole life. First of all, it's blue. The cologne is blue. Keep going. Keep going. And he's like... I spent $700 on this. I bought it from a hotel down the street. It was Ernest Hemingway's favorite cologne. It's called America One. I've never heard By of this. By whom? <laughs> I don't know. Hold on. It's a I blue cologne cannot, called America One that he bought at a hotel. Marketed as Ernest Hemingway's favorite cologne. And he wears it every day. Oh, it's from Kriegler at the Plaza. I mean... What do you think It's about a cool it? bottle. I guess. It's $615. It's not, I mean, with tax, I guess. I mean, a two mil little mini spray is 35 bucks. So this dumb fuck yeah, he bought, bought the big one. No, I know. It was larger than a can of soda. Yeah. Stupid bitch. Yeah. Sometimes I understand homophobia very clearly. Um, yeah, I thought you would uh, like that, though. I mean, speaking of, I'm I'm in the market. Are you really? My, my my bottles are running dry. It's been about a year for both of them. Yeah. Are you tr- in, in the market in the sense that you want to try something new, or are you just trying to re-up? What are you doing here? Well, the oud I will probably re-up, but I, I that's only for night. I only use that for night and special occasions, because it's very heavy, and it is not for day. I cannot wear it for that day. That is actually exactly what I do, too. I did that intuitively. We've never talked about this. It's too heavy for... Yeah. It's yeah. not a day thing. I realize... Otherwise, it's like... I realized that like one a war. Point, like, what are we doing? Uh, you know, uh, maybe it's horish. I don't know. Well, yeah, you know what I'm about to say will sound horish. I realized one day I put it on before work, mm-hmm. and just to do it, mm-hmm. and I realized like, oh, actually, an oud when you're like active kind of smells like beer. Yeah, it's so earthy it and does, like it does cover a hangover really good though. Sure, it doesn't it's strong as fuck. It doesn't smell bad by any means, but just to me. It's a little meat with your chemistry. It's probably a little meatier. Yeah, it yeah. had the quality of like oh hoppy. I nonsense. don't like yeah. this. No, no, no. Right it doesn't. Now. No, you don't want to smell that first thing in the morning. No, definitely Ooh, not. Babe. That's why I have a citrus one for day, mm-hmm. or the Loewe, which is like a, a medium. Right. Um, and it dries a little powdery. But I don't wear it every day, but my uh, my Shepra that I bought in France is a little more floral, and it's better. But it's weak as shit. Yeah, which is also fine, because I also don't want it to be strong during right, the day. Yeah. I don't really want it to be smelled, exactly. You, you want scents that you wear to only be smelled by the people that you want to smell it. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. always the thing, right? Um, 
so like my thing is the DS and Darker is kind of overpriced bullshit at this point. Like it wears for two hours. The Ood? No, I don't. I don't fucks with that. Because I was gonna say I that a, lasts I, forever. Mm, I don't fucks with their Ood because I think it's a little, yeah, a little weak. Yeah. Um, but they're like uh, Italian citrus, which is the aquapan, aqua, not not aquapanta, the aqua de parma version. Wow, you're just mixing up your all the Italian lightweight cosplaying as a billionaire. Thing. <sighs> Shut up. Um, <laughs> but no, no, no. The aqua de parma is cheaper. Uh huh. So I'm like, I'll just get that. Yeah. On Klarna. Thank you, Klarna. I'll pay in four easy installments at Bloomingdale's.com. Oh, that's what And then what go that pick is. it up at oh, 59th okay. and 3rd. I was confused. And then I'll get banana pudding at uh, Magnolia. Hmm. Okay. That's my... That's I, I think that's going to be it. I don't know, because all the other burritos are a little too expensive, and I don't love the smell of them. Um, there is this other brand... Uh, at sephora they just have things that are like wood library whatever hmm. that are kind of nice and they're cheap but like mm, they're weak well yeah and as we know you can't do this online you're gonna have to like go out of your way no i, I mean i know experience. what they i know what they which i prefer of course of course um i would i love to go to uh maison uh frederick mall yeah do i have 300 bucks on Klarna, yes, but not at the store. And I really want to go to the store, and I'm too poor. I think you should get yourself a treat. I think you should get yourself something more expensive. No, because the, the Frederick Malls are very funky. Uh-huh. And, you know, I'm looking for an everyday wear, you know? That's true. That's true. Frederick Malls are special occasions. Right. Your everyday wear doesn't need to be expensive It can be cheap either. bullshit. Like, yeah. I don't really care. 100 bucks, fine. By the way, since we're being gay and talking about cosmetics, <laughs> I, I uh, finally... Do you want to borrow some of my foundation? No, I don't need it yet. Under the oven, getting a little tired. Really? Every, it covers you? bags. It covers bags. I don't care about my bags. I am, after all, a man. I know. That's the <laughs> end of the day. Yeah, yeah same. I don't have to worry about such things. But this is face-related. So when I went to Kiehl's and I re-upped on my uh, moisturizer there, they gave me some free samples. The nice gay man gave me free that's samples. What, that's the joy of spending more money on things yeah give you free shit and i had just been letting them sit around and then the other morning it was a face face wash sample and oh, i thought yeah, yeah. what do i need this for it's great it's and mild it, it just yeah. on a whim i used it and i was like oh wait a minute i um, do need this in my life it's i only think 35 bucks i think i'm gonna add this to the regimen because it felt really good in the shower it's sort of mentholated and yeah. like oh god yeah and I, I didn't even care if it was cleaning me I just it liked does. the act of doing it. And it's it. a little astringent and makes tightens you up in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It felt great. I felt like a million bucks that day. I liked doing it. I was like, oh, no. I'm being taken in by this the is, cosmetic this industrial is, No, it's not. Well, a little. But part of the thing of like spending a little bit more on a nice thing is that like you want to enjoy doing the thing instead of it being a chore, right? You know, like doing anything that is supposed to like help you should be enjoyable. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like the... Not to get Marie Kondo, because apparently her house is an absolute trash mess. But, you know, anything you have should be a little bit of, of joy when you ha- when you ho- own it. Otherwise, what is it doing around? Um, you know, I say this is the hoarder. Um, you know, it's true, though. I think that's yeah. true anytime you spend over 40 bucks on a consumable. Well, and as we discussed recently... I'm really into this idea right now that being an adult rules because I don't spend any money ever. And then when I want to, I can just spend as much as I want without any fear. Oh, yeah, yeah. So these nice things, I'm like, yeah, nice things are kind of nice. Yeah, they're sick. I used to be poor. 
I mean, and then three years of Pandy and some pauses on loans, and we're <laughs> we're rolling in. You're it, cooking baby. it with gas until yeah. those loans are uh, about to go in default, and you have to throw money at them. Um, yeah, I don't know. I yeah, anything consumable. I'm like, listen. Granted, did I buy a really shitty bottle of wine for Podna? Yeah, of course, of course. But I got you know. Well, vodka. that's the thing. You don't I have got to vodka bu- to have one nice little cocktail no, too. No, no, no. You don't have to buy nice things all the time. That's yeah. not the point. Oh no. But no, no, when yeah. you want to. Oh yeah, you can. Splurge. You absolutely yeah, yeah. can. You know what I did today? Hmm. I've been making an encaustic painting again. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. You saw? Oh yeah, I posted it. I forgot. Yeah, sure I thought it was going to be a secret, and I already told on myself. Stupid Damn it! Bitch. I got so excited by encaustic on black gesso that I couldn't help it. Ew. It's a good idea because it is like yeah. technically yes. great idea. Black gesso though. Oof. No, I just wanted to try it. All of this came together on a whim. I was like, you black know what? Acrylic gesso? Uh huh. It's not bad. The black encaustic go stick? Oh yeah. It is? Oh yeah. I've always painted yeah, encaustic on acrylic gesso. It? Oh, you flaking. No, it's not gonna flake. Yeah. It's fine. You just don't uh, you don't smooth it up. You know what I mean? Uh that's even worse. I don't you no no no. It's better because once you get a layer of wax that sort of fills in the gaps of the canvas, that is very stuck to it. Mm-hmm. And then the wax sticks to the wax. You got nothing to worry about. But you I have mean, the wax sticking to wax, you have to heat it up again to bond the layers of wax. Yes, I know that. I know how okay. to paint an encaustic. I'm mm-hmm. very good at it. I um, just want to make sure. All I was trying to say, now I've lost my train of thought completely. Black gesso. So I did the black gesso, and the encaustic on the black gesso was a great idea. It's way better than a white ground. Oh, it duh. has an effect yeah, that's yeah. quite impressive. But no, I was going to say something else with this. Oh, yeah. So I broke out my old setup, and I was fucking around with it, and it works just fine. You know, I have like just a cheap griddle that I bought at the family dollar. I saw the family branded dollar. Like years yeah. ago. And I was like, you know what, like colored wax, like dripping on Teflon and like burning is starting to spook me like health wise, you know, because the encaust- oh, yeah. the temperature control on a cheap griddle is not good. And then encaustic on Teflon, not good. No. And the worse. encaustic itself is in a metal container, but it drips all over the place yeah, when you go to paint it and there's no way to avoid that. So I went on my favorite website, Amazon, hmm. and I purchased myself a hundred dollar uh, glass and stainless steel warming tray like for a restaurant or, or like a caterer would use because it's completely flat glass top uh-huh. and it has very precise temperature control that doesn't go too hot oh. but goes hot enough to manage encaustic. Oh, so it's not like just like flaming lava hot like most are? Yeah. yeah. I did I did a bunch of research, by the way. I didn't just do this on of a whim. I went yeah. on like encaustic websites and figured out what they use and they all use a British one that costs $300 and you need a transformer for it because they don't sell a 110 volt version. Or I can't remember. We do 220. They do 110. Yeah. So they only sell a 110 volt version. So you need like a converter and a transformer to even make this thing work. And it costs $300. Was it so, on like Lori something or something's website? She's no, like no. the encaustic queen. It, well, I might have been on one of those websites. Yeah. These all looked like they were made on GeoCities in about 2001. There, yeah. So, it's a certain age of person who was 45 and when we were 20 painting an encaustic in like the hills of Vermont or some bullshit. I forgot you used to do encaustic. So you're very familiar. I with know this. all this shit. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like trying to look for help and they're like, I love your painting of birds. And you're like, what the fuck? That is not the question that I asked. <laughs> How does this work? Right. Well, the thing is, I really like these old school websites with these, you know, with these boomers on them because they are actually really helpful and informative. You got to dig. There's no ads. 
first you're of right, all. You're right, you're right, you're right. There's no ads, there's no editorializing, there is no politics, there is no... It's not like a recipe site from 2022. There is no nothing. Yeah. And it, you know, and they're not bogged down in, like, academic concerns about what makes art art, or are we being racist, or whatever. They're just like, hey, I paint an encaustic, and this is how you do it, and I'm excited about it, because I like sailboats. And you're like, yeah, a lot of you're time, a little autistic. A lot of times it was very that, where they're like, yeah. I love painting my naturescapes, and I'm like... I don't need it for naturescapes. I need it for like pure color blasted textural shit yes. for abstraction. And they're like, well, I did my splatters. And I'm like, fuck you. That's not it. That's the easiest thing, you moron. Well, you know what? I'm just like, hey, why don't you just leave the making art part to me? Uh-huh. The part that you're good for is being autistic about tools. Yes. And that's the part I need for you. That's how I learned how to build like the right kind of panel. Yeah. Because they were like real like, well, I sand it 35 times in between layers. And how many layers? You guessed it. 17. And you're like, bitch, I don't have the time. This is due in two days. What? How about five? And they're like, it's fine. They I'm- remind me of the of the plastic modeling community where, you know, it's a 55-year-old man making YouTube videos with three views about his favorite Romanian uh, tracked vehicle. The encaustic people are exactly the same. Oh, yeah. They're- they have the same amount of time because they're retired. Yeah. And they have the same insane amount of w- interest that their uh, spouse no longer would like to hear about. Correct. So they put it on the internet. On the internet, yep. Mm-hmm. And then I find it. So I found this and I did a bunch of research to find like the parallel thing to the expensive thing. Because right. by the way, that hot plate I was describing, that $300 one, it is for encaustic. It is not a culinary tool. I it is the English would... Yeah, that sounds right. It is made by the Brits for painters, which is crazy. What is it? R.H. Watson? It's not like a brand name. I believe it was called the A2 Plus Ultimate Encaustic Hot Plate. And like this company only makes that, as far as I can tell. What? Yeah. Okay. Their website also looks like a GeoCities website, which mm. makes me th- sort of think you're not going to get what you pay for, especially if you're an international customer. There's like no... I don't even think they would know how to ship it. Probably not. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It it feels like a 4chan scan or scam or something. I mean, what if you went over there and accidentally bought one and it was really cheap because of the Probably problem? would be. I yeah, I wonder if the just smuggle the, it over in a duffel, don't claim it in customs. The customs people didn't seem to care at all. Oh, they didn't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah, if you're like I brought wine and a hot plate, they'd be like, "What?" Um so anyway, but I but I splurged mm-hmm. and I went and bought the I went and bought the nicest thing I could cuz I was like you know what? I don't even do this that much, but I just want to fucking feel good while I do it. That's yeah. back to your thing. Yeah. I was like, I don't like feeling like Teflon. No. I want to feel like glass to, and stainless steel today. If you have to deal with something, this is, again, it goes back to underwear socks. Yeah. If you have to do it every day, and this is what I say every day with shoes. I'm like, if it's between you and the ground, you better pay more. Tires, pay more. Shoes, pay more. Wow. Flooring, pay more. That's a good turn of phrase, if it's between you and the ground. It's true. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You're right. There's almost no instance where that isn't true. I can't think. You want cheap shit? You're going to feel it. You're going to feel it. It's like Ray Liotta's last movies. I can't think of them. Correct. (laughs) Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm going into a phase where I have to do some re-upping, like, you know, retire some things and get new ones. In the studio or clothing-wise? Clothing-wise. Yeah. Which is annoying. I hate doing that. Studio-wise, I just have to clean it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm avoiding because I'm like, I know it's so dirty. Well, so it, it, dirty. I, I find it fun in both arenas of life. Oh, actually, I take that back. I think I actually feel inverted to you. I don't like re-upping thing homeware. 
Oh, yeah. In my studio, though, that's like the most exciting. That's I like am. Christmas. That's like I feel like a little kid on Christmas when I buy a new damn hot plate. Oh. I'm like, this is the greatest gift I've ever given myself. Yeah. And, and then I'll be hyped on it for like two weeks and then I'll put it away for about three or four years. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> um, yeah, I like kind of need a new like projector. That one's mm. just shit. Like, yeah, I have to do some like life re-upping and I'm like, this is it. This goes back to the i'm like oh well you know what i think the beginning of the year is a good time to do that because yeah. i racked up a pretty high amazon build because to be frank i was on there getting that hot plate and i was like you know what my work shoes are kind of beat need new ones <sighs> new jeans time yeah all this stuff so i just put a, I, and plus i wanted more encaustic stuff too so i was <laughs> i went a little crazy getting metal <laughs> cups and 10 pounds of beeswax and all this shit yeah so i was like it was high for an amazon order it was high and i was like but you know what beginning of the year is the time these are investment things these are not frivolous. Right. They're going to last me most of this year, if not all of it. Right. In a lot of cases, just shell it out now once you get the tax return. it's yeah. It came and it went, and it's I gone know. now. And <sighs> it is what it is. I you know. know what I mean? Ugh. I mean, yeah, I was I was doing some wandering uh, post... Oh, we didn't talk... My peel was after we recorded. Um, post peel... Oh, we got to talk about the peel. Post peel, I was wandering around... Flatiron, because I was like, let me let me go shopping on Fifth Avenue. Let me just pop in, because I I was like, eh, let's go to Azar, see if there's anything fun. Because last time I went in Azara, actually the last like five times I've been in Azara, you're a straight man. This which different. spans about six years of time. Mm-hmm. It's always been progressively worse. Again, you're time. a straight man. You're, we have different needs. So I was looking for something, you know, either something fun to wear to work or something slutty when I go out. Wow. Okay. You know, just I mean, I, you know what? That is Zara in a nutshell. Yeah, right. Like, because you know, you go you go to a, a gay thing and like a button down, and people are like, "What?" Oh, but wow! I was, I was like, "That's me." I don't. Care. What were you looking for? Like tank tops? No, like uh, they have. Like, I still have like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles idea of gay people. I yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> no, like they you have, were trying to look like Rocksteady or Bebop. I would never wear a harness. I'm so sorry. Um, Rule thirty four. I guarantee you, there's Rocksteady and Bebop pornography on the internet. Oh yeah, that's not the only horns he got. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna start a GeoCities website for that. <laughs> um, no, st- they I'm have a, they have a lot of like open knit like polos and stuff like that. Oh you know? okay, and yeah. or like a knit polo. You know, I was like, oh, maybe like a crocheted looking thing. Like those sheer would be nice to wear. <sighs> the sheer, you guys love the sheer. But it was fifty bucks, and I was like, this is trash. I know this is trash. This is this costs thirty seven cents to make. I'm not. I can't. But then there's one that I was like. 35 at H&M? I can do it. And it was a little thicker. It was mostly like a work thing. I was like, that's a work shirt then. And I was like, that's not what we came here for. No, 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 no. Um, no, you you came here for a shirt that's going to get cum all over it, so who cares? I have a story that's not, uh, <laughs> that's not appropriate. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, so I, I failed on that account. But yeah. there was like a thing that I was like, I almost got it it was like horizontal striped t-shirt and i was like it looked like a shirt you would have worn 10 years ago uh-huh. and i was like that looks fun and i was like i will look like a child like a balding child that's the problem you with know, those you know shirts the, you know the kid like from uh king of the hill yes bobby he has no hair and mm-hmm. wears the t-shirts and i was like i would be bobby well you're running now you used to be bobby <laughs> But if I like get a little too Ohio, the you know the Ohio comes out in the accent oh. with the T-shirt, I'd be like, oh no, oh, yeah, maybe yeah. no. Um, That's the problem with those striped shirts, man. Because I see old pictures with those on, and I'm like, man, I I like those. I still like those, but they're childish. You can't do any foolishness. You can only do a truly nautical navy and white as an as an aged man. Beach Hamptons. 
boat. Yeah, waspy shit. Yeah. 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 Rhode Island, yeah. French. Yeah. Like a Breton stripe. By right? the way, we should talk about the the French are fucking wilding right now. Good for them. Yeah. They're real. like, you want us to fucking retire they at like what age? They tried to rage, raise the retirement yeah. age by two weeks, and they're like flipping cars over. Uh-huh. It's, it's pretty Stuff amazing. is yeah. on fire. Good for them. I, um, you know what's funny? is I was, I was at work the other day like an oblivious moron because I don't really look at the news as much as I used to. I was like, man, I was looking at flights to Europe again, and I was like, flights to Paris are really cheap. Why are they so cheap? And people were like, uh... Because it's a war zone. And I was like, what are you talking it about? It sounds fun. TBH <laughs> w- sounds good to and, me. And I thought people were exaggerating. But then I went and looked. And I like, the, the area we there were are staying in barricades. is like on fire. Yeah. It's crazy. It's great. Yeah. yeah. They don't fuck around. I'm kind of <laughs> like, that would be fun. Um, I would like to be part of La Revo- Revolution. Um, yeah. I wonder what's going to happen with that. I don't know enough to say. But anyways. He'll backpedal it. We're um, talking about Zara and t-shirts. Oh, I don't really have any. I mean, no, I was just kind of wandering around. Just like, but it was like this. Uh, the What it led me to was uh, Banana Republic. And I was like, I think in my new hot bod, I need a new suit. Oh. Because I have to go to a wedding in November. Banana suits are good, right? Well, there was this double-breasted yeah. green suit. And Whoa. I, no, no, no. It was a good green. This was near St. Patrick's Day, too. I don't know if you want to be doing that. I mean. I'm not going to put it on like fucking Leap Day William over here. What the fuck? Um, no, it was like a beautiful like r- like cotton. T- I was like that with like a fancy chambray. That doesn't sound bad. That sounds kind of nice, but that's like a one-time look. You know what I mean? That's not a You can't break a Well, you can wear the pants, wear but like Yeah. But but you know what? Maybe you just you you're the type of person that should have a collection of suits. Like I know you. I do. have a collection. Of I know suits. you I don't do. Need another one. I know you do to some limited degree. But what I mean is that like once a year or even once every few years, you should yeah. get like a suit that you get tailored that is like part of the permanent collection. Yeah. I'm not talking about things that you wear to your cousin's wedding or whatever. Right. I'm talking about things that are like set pieces. Well, that's why I have the gray suit that you I know. have. That's you know cropped and. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you need more like that. I need a fun one. And they probably should be even better than that. Well, that one was like $35 total because it was during Pandy. Yeah, I know. Well, what I'm saying is just, you know, high quality. Like, yeah. spend money on the tailoring, spend money on the material. Like, get it all sorted. I mean, in a perfect world, I would have a Tom, Tom Brown suit. Well, you should save up for one. It is $1,500. That's not that expensive. It's so much money. Dude, say, if you saved $100 a month, you'd have it in a little over a year. Yeah. That's really not that hard to do. Fifteen hundred dollars is not. That's a lot also of money. a novelty one. It's like a little shrunken. Everything's short. You want something? If you're going to buy a suit, you want to be able to like pull it out. Every well, yeah, I agree yeah. that you don't want to buy a novelty suit. I mean, I said that in the first place. I don't think you should do that. I think you should get a fifteen hundred dollars suit though. That is like a classic fit that no. won't go out of fashion mm-hmm. that you can wear all the time. Yeah, maybe. Either you know, way, this, this you got to green... live up to your own image on something. Yeah, but this green suit was the one that I was like. That seems right. How much was it? How much is a banana green four suit? 4 50 for the jacket. I wasn't sure if it was 40% off or not. Hmm. That's what I was That makes re- a big difference. I know. I was really interested. I was like, I could, we could swing this right now. Yeah. Um, Klarna. No, fuck that. Just pay it. Pay for it. Oh. I don't give a fuck. Hmm. Um, but there was no one to... There was like... Th- I was the only customer in the whole store, and I was like, there's only one out. So do I have to ask someone... I don't really want to talk to people. My face is on fire. Yeah, it, you you just weren't in the right mode at that time. Yeah. But now you're going to regret it. If you go back and it's gone. I'll wait for it to go on sale. Well, yeah, you can always buy it online, I suppose. A double-breasted is hard to pull off. Mm. That's true, yeah. 
Can I ask you a question? I learned something about b- fabrics today. Yes. Oh, how do you feel about shark skin? It's great. I always thought that shark skin meant like it was literally made of shark, but it is not. It turns out it's just like a tight It's a weave. weaving technique. Yeah. yeah. It's not even that tight. It's a little bit more open. Uh, well, who kn- what do I know, you know? Yeah. But apparently it emulates like shark skin because it's a little shiny. It has a li- the way that the weave is, it gives a little bit of a doppled texture the way that like a shark skin, the way it catches light, you know, goes in between the like pebbling of the suit. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's a really resilient fabric, drapes really beautifully, mm-hmm. um, mid-weight. Mm-hmm. gorge oh. instead of like a flat like flat weave the couple of pictures that i saw of it looked a little cheap it was probably a cheap suit i feel like yeah it probably was it was like you know it was a wikipedia photo of like a generic model that's the thing there's a way to do it i mean in the 50s i think uh, used car salesmen would wear shark skin suits uh-huh yeah um maybe that's where the reputation comes from because yes. i just have this in my brain somewhere i can't locate that right. it's like not good but no, I don't know. but it, it it's beautifully made, and if it's made well, it's a really subtle kind of sheen, mm-hmm. in a way that like you know, again, you'd wear it to an event. It's not like, uh, I mean, you could wear it to like work, but like you're a douchebag. Yeah, it's for like you're in a wedding party, right? So well, you should wear a navy sharkskin suit just to, you know capture the light on film. You might appreciate this from a sartorial perspective, but I learned about it because I was reading about Douglas MacArthur for the umpteenth time. Uh-huh. And apparently when he was made field general of the Philippine army, a journalist mistook his dress white uniform for a custom made sharkskin suit. Insane. Uh, dress whites for the army was a new thing the year that he accepted that commission. Mm. So the journalist didn't know. And MacArthur was known for doing his own like idiosyncratic looks, you know, the scrambled eggs hat and all that business. Sure. It, so know. he was notorious for this. I'm Eleanor under crazy other thing about him today. But um, so the journalist just assumed that he had made up his own outfit oh. for his commission. Ooh. And he had not. But How did MacArthur respond to that? Uh, I think he liked it. I think he embraced oh. it, which led to the confusion. No one refuted this while he was alive. It wasn't until like research was done by historians years later that they were like, oh, no, that wasn't true. That was just a new thing. It was yeah. par for the course. But right. this guy like made up this whole thing about how he had a sharkskin suit on. Huh. That, and this was in 1936, so I don't know what sharkskin would have meant back then, prior to the used car salesman. The weaving technique hasn't changed. Yeah. Um, in white, it would look fucking insane. Yeah, and I it doubt... Would look, it would almost look like a linen suit. Right. In, well, that, well, in that era. Philippines, um, you know, uh, yeah. dress whites probably was a linen yeah, suit. But, yeah, but fuck me. If that was shark suit, it would be hot as shit. It does not breathe. It's a very tight weave. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tight, but it looks open. But that's because of the buildup of the... The way that it's well. Um, when are you going to get a loom in the studio? That should be your next purchase. Get fucking wrecked. Return to your roots and start doing fiber practices. Yeah, of me gaining 25 pounds and eating Chipotle every day. <laughs> crying over broken threads to get seven square inches of fucking fabric. Wow. Well. Nah. <laughs> Miss me with that shit. <laughs> uh-uh. What is this? Brent Wadenauer? Uh-uh. Oh. No, thank you. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. It is the worst process in the world. Anyone who tells you otherwise, crazy. I don't know. I think some people really enjoy it. Some people really enjoy torturous, laborious processes. 
that doesn't get me zen. So sorry. That makes me go. Laborious what? processes in general do not, or weaving in particular. Delicate hand processes. Yeah, you, no. I have ham hands. Uh-huh. We're not doing that. Yeah. So when I slam the beater down, it gets a little too tight, and then I have it goes from a wide thing to a short little tight little V, and I go. Oh, I thought I was gonna get more out of this. Yeah. 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 I was looking at a lot of archival photographs today. I was thinking about you know because I was you did fiber stuff and mm-hmm. I did printmaking stuff, mm-hmm. and I was doing this Douglas MacArthur you know deep dive again and i was looking at these pictures of a meeting that he had in honolulu with roosevelt and like a couple other generals in the middle of world war ii Mm -hmm. and it looked like straight out of like a quentin tarantino movie where they're like literally looking at a giant map and pointing at it with a wood stick you know yeah and this giant map is like the size of the wall behind you so for the listener that's probably like eight by ten feet or something along those lines and i realized in looking at the image i was like that's a lithograph because oh, it's a custom-made yeah. like map for the government. It was like secret information, and it was massive. And I was like, there was no computers. They didn't just throw that on Epson and get it in yeah. an instant. They sent that to some motherfucker that made like fifteen of them as fast as they could, but like probably extremely laboriously. Yeah. And even though this was a black and white photograph, it was clear that the map was in color. It wasn't a black and white that's map. Insane. So I was like, that's a color lithograph that's eight by ten. Obviously like they had offset processes and stuff that would yeah, speed it say. up. Hmm. But still it's like a lot of technical know how yeah. and like secrecy to They like, couldn't like screen print that back in the day? I think they probably could, but even if it was that, I mean the actually no, I don't think they could for a map. No, you couldn't. You couldn't get that kind of fidelity because hmm. it has teeny tiny words on it and like little topographical things on mesh, it. Mesh goes down. I guess maybe, man. That but really, that really terrible thin mesh that that you're like. Ugh! Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's I, I'm not ruling it out by yeah. any stretch. I just I just don't think so. I hmm. think by the standards of those days, like I think photographic processes were harder to do. Huh. In some ways, and more expensive than getting someone to just draw it for you. Oh, damn. Hmm. You know, because right. that's just the thing that happens over time. Like, labor used to be cheaper. And you could just get, like, a million draftsmen to do something rather than spend a problem. bunch of yeah. money on chemicals that were rare at the time. Right. Especially during wartime. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. It was the government. They could have done it any way they, they wanted whatever they to want. do. Yep. But I, it was just an amazing realization to, like, look at this thing and go, holy shit. Like, that got thrown in the garbage, probably. And that is, like... No, it's know. probably still archived. Eh, Why they would did, they give it away? That's true. They probably definitely did archive it somewhere. Yeah. It's probably at a war museum somewhere. Yeah, maybe. One of these minor generals in the picture that's from, like, you know, Dubuque or whatever. The fuck is Dubuque? Dubuque, Minnesota, I think, is a town. You know, it's probably hanging at his, like, you know, national monument there or whatever. Like, oh, he was in a picture with Roosevelt once. Remember him? And everyone from the sixth grade school trip is like, no, No. I'm trying to finger. What? (laughs) Take me back to the bleachers. You know? So, anyways. The listener can't hear me <laughs> rub my eyes, but it's happening. Okay, wow. <sighs> anyway, so I got a peel. Yeah, how was the peel? Uneventful. I mean, describe the process to me, because I don't know what it is or what it's like, really. They put a chemical on your face, and it lifts all the dead skin off. Does it hurt, though? It gets a little stingy. And apparently I fucked up because I went to the gym at, you know, before and then used like my normal face wash, and I was like, 
They're like, did you use anything with the salicylic acid? I'm like, oh, well, yes. Oh, yeah. And they're like, okay, stupid. Well, this, and they were like, we were going to send you away, but you're already here. So we're going to do it light. And I was like, wow. Because normally it's 10 minutes and I survived three and a half. Ooh, geez, really? Mm-hmm. Did it start to burn too much or something or what? She was like, it's reacting. Oh. And I'm like, uh, what? She's like, well, if you wouldn't have fucking washed your face. I think she thinks I'm fully a straight man and I want to be like, ma'am. Because she wiped my face with an alcohol pad and she's like, it's going to smell wild. And I kind of want to be like, I smelled worse. What in my head, I was like, mm, it smells like poppers. It's not that bad. But like, I wasn't sure if that was okay to say in a medical office. I mean, I would just avoid divulging too much information. And I also would just assure you that no one ever makes that mistake. As much as you think that's possible, it's not. I'm such a burly man when I walk into the... I know you were just high in tea because you were watching like storage wars and running for 50 minutes, but... I was watching (laughs) Chicago Fire or some such nonsense. Thank you very much. (sighs) But yeah, that's so that's crazy. You you got to be careful with the topicals. My dermatologist warns me about this all the time. With with the Accutane, I can't use any of that stuff anymore. She's like, you're going to fucking kill yourself. Dry that shit, yeah. Yeah. but so, okay. Yeah, but it's, she was like, it goes on with like a little toothbrush head and she starts, she's like, ooh, it is, things are lifting. Wow. And, it's like a, and it did work. Like there's a lot of stuff that's gone. That it I was lifts like, blackheads God. and stuff like that or what? The dead skin Just and, dead and skin. like the clogged pores like release. And she's oh. like, you got some results. Okay. And like where I just had like a, mostly it was this, eyebrow problems and they are Dandruff-y resolved. Eyebrows. Yeah. She's like, oh, you got a good one. You got a good reaction. Up I do here. have to say, I mean, now that you say it, it's low light in here, but your skin does look good. It's smoother. From a distance, it does look smoother. You look like you have a filter on. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. That's kind of she's interesting. Like, I she's like, you kind of have to do another one, and then it'll really smooth out. I was like, fine. Well, well book it. talking about things that are just going to become part it's of your routine, bucks. you should do it twice a year. It's, it's next month. I'm like, oh, fuck me. That's not so bad. I was like, yeah, we'll do it. She's like, do another one, then we'll see how it goes. I mean, listen, man, when I like re-enter girl world and I find out what they spend to just like exist, that let alone what they like do as treats, oh, yeah, we it's are, like, oh, yeah. no wonder you have no money. No wonder men have to pay for everything. Hmm. You have no money. Because your life just costs, it costs $900 a minute. But are we shopping at like the CVS for makeup or are we yes. shopping at counters? I mean, no, know? no, no. It just doesn't matter. I mean, you're running out of all that stuff constantly. You do want high quality stuff. They they have all the same problems that any person has. But it's like, whoa. Yeah, the amount of things that are depleted and need to be replenished. Yeah. And just the amount of maintenance is high. It's just yeah. high. No shade, no lemonade. I'm not even judging it. I'm just saying it's like, oh, man, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it makes sense why the gender pay gap is such a problem. Maybe. I mean, you know, just slather some nicks on and hope for the hope for the best, you know? Yeah. But hey, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I want to try the, the skin peel thing now. I wouldn't do anything for you. Why? I have all sorts of dead skin and, and problems. I want to look smooth. You do. I want to look coming like, from the inside. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe no. when I'm done with this, though, I'll get it just as no, icing no, on no, the cake. No, no, no. Too much. Too much. Too much. Mm. Your dermatologist will be like, "Do you want to look like a fucking skeleton? Do you want to look like Gwyneth Paltrow at that during that video where she's like, I drink bone broth, um, and then really try to detox, and everyone in the world is like, girl, you are not eating any fucking food.' 
That's your first goddamn problem. You well, look like a goddamn ghost. I happen to know that Gwyneth Paltrow broke down during quarantine and ate carbs. So She also smokes one cigarette on New Year's Day. That I like about her. There's not a lot I like about Gwyneth Paltrow, but I do think it's kind of cool that she does that. The one American spirit. I'm like, how old is that pack, ma'am? I mean, she's obviously lying about that also, oh, yeah, by the way. The time, yeah. She definitely smokes Those all the time. Those crow's feet. Baby but girl. That as an aspirational thing. Because I would like to not be a nicotine addict one day, but right. once a nicotine addict, always a nicotine addict. Yeah. You know, like you know, like our former professor having us blow cigarette smoke in her face. Yeah. So she can violently fiend on it. Who also sent me a link to cheap old houses of buying Italian homes, and I was like, what? in in Italy. Yeah. Yeah, because they're trying to incentivize people to move there now. Because oh, the dollar ha- homes. They have a demographic problem, and yeah. everyone's moving out of their little towns. All the young people. Yeah. So they're like, hey, do you make any money at all? You can buy a house here, as but then long you as have you to have a jo- yeah. But then you have to have a job there, and there's no infrastructure for jobs. I know they're trying to lure the work from home people to live in Italy. Which honestly, I mean, if I worked from home and was unattached, I pr- I would gotta go by. I would maybe do that. You know why not? Yeah. The thing is, you're, you're gonna have a rural Italian internet connection. Fuck my dra- and you have to wake up at East Coast time. True. Excuse me. Yeah, I mean, for for anybody that's in the market for that, that's going to put a real damper on their gaming time. And then you really got to put in like one hundred fifty thousand dollars to make them habitable again. True. So, but relative to an American home, I mean, not that crazy. And you're living in Tuscany or whatever. Yeah, so I guess. Yeah. It, I, I don't know. The quality of everything's going to be better too. Ah, the quality of your food and stuff. But yeah. again, like, I mean, if you're a big city living person with a $300,000 work from home job or whatever, you want the infrastructure of like being able to take Ubers and getting your door down. De- like, Do you liter- know how literally, that's impossible. There. Those are all gone now. So those those rates are uh, coming back down to earth. What do you mean those are gone now? The WFH jobs. Yeah, they're trying to make, they're, they're trying com- to bring the whip hand to the work. They're either going back to the office or the pay is going way back down well amazon fired like nine thousand people today I think. oh fuck me what yeah oh god well yeah hey as we've discussed prior i don't <sighs> i don't really feel bad about it i've never had a work from home job probably never will mm. good riddance to you that do yeah but i hope you all lose them <sighs> back to the salt mines assholes we, we <laughs> i think you can agree we both have people who have to have their work from home jobs otherwise it gets real Spendy. It gets a. It gets to be a problem. Oh well, my my so doesn't really have a work from home job. Oh well, hybrid. Mm. That's what a lot of them are going to end They're up. They're all going to be hybrid until yeah. you know until the next crisis, and then mm. we're taking that away too. If we just gave away the offices to anything else, perhaps housing. Uh, no, you can't do that though. Stupid. So stupid. Ugh. Turn them into hotels. Bring those hotel rates down. Mm, well, have you seen all the ads on the subway that are like for hotels? They're actually marketing themselves pretty well now. Oh, that one brand. Uh, I don't know if it's not Hyatt. Is it? I Hyatt? can't remember if it's like Hyatt or Hilton or Marriott. It's one of the big ones. Yeah, yeah. But they're basically like th- their whole ad campaign is just do it your way. Yes, 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 yes. Which is a Burger King slogan. Which they're basically just repurposing Burger King. Yeah. And they're like sleep your way, like. Fun Party your, your way, way. Yeah. fun your way, and it's like it actually is effective marketing. I've I've looked at those several times while I'm bored on the subway, and I'm like, you know what, this is a good angle because right. Airbnb does suck in this respect. The it's t- not cheaper the, anymore, and the there's tide, more criteria. The tide turned against Airbnb in the past year. No one wants to do it, and everyone's like, hotels are great. You show up, you yeah. leave, and have you ever gotten charged ever for anything? No. 
Exactly. Remember when we went to Las Vegas and broke a bottle of whiskey on the bathroom floor that was unclean uppable? It smelled so bad. And then we smoked cigarettes in a non-smoking room. The I don't remember the whiskey falling time, down. And nothing happened at all. I don't remember. Literally whiskey, nothing sure. happened. Yeah. They do not care. People do yeah. that kind of shit all the time. It's they just, do worse, which yeah. is insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we were doing Bath Brigade, and I dropped a bottle of whiskey on the floor that was entirely full, like a liter. Jesus fuck. And we tried to clean it up. I mean, we cleaned up the glass and we soaked up the whiskey, but that does not eliminate the smell. That does not. Smell. No, no, and no, even no. once they came in and cleaned, it was still. I don't remember that. That was a long time ago. Yeah, I'm old. I think the cigarette smoking is the bigger deal, though. Oh, yeah. In a non-smoking section, section, just four or five people like blasting cigs all night, and nothing happened. Yeah. That's fine. a hotel. Yeah. That's a real stay. Yeah. That's doing it your way. That's doing it the American way. Yeah, I mean, shit. I'm, that makes me want to salute the flag right now. <laughs> I love this country. Yeah, I, I, you know, the amount of time. I do nothing in a hotel. Like, in a hotel, I'm like, sleeping, yay. Like, what? A, it's just like, you use maybe one too many towels. And then you're like, okay, whatever, who cares? Oh, and that I mean, that's very respectful. There's other times, I mean, I went to a hotel when I was in college just for fun to just smoke blunts. It's a motel. Let's call a spade a spade. It was a motel. Okay, that's different. But my point is this. If you're in a hotel or a motel and you don't die in there, you're they're fine. not going to charge you. If there's no blood on the floor or shit on the walls. Even if you die in there, they're not going to charge your family. They might. They're going to call the coroner and they're going to get you dragged out of there. But yeah, like nobody's yeah. getting charged for anything. Yeah. You know? They just don't want loud noise. Don't rip the TV off the wall. Yeah. And if you do, it's probably 50 bucks. They're like, ugh, we it's have the to put new drywall TV. anchors in. Yeah. Mm. It's finally an excuse to change the charging station that's designed for an iPhone 3 that with shit. a 32-pin connector. <laughs> do, you know how, do you know how aggressively that got me? Yeah. I was like, whoa. It's new a, hotels, they're like, here's the USB port in the outlet. I'm like, they figured it out. Thank you. Yeah. You took you had one electrician here for like three weeks, and now it's you know the present, but they're all the shitty volted ones, the one volt instead yeah. of the two point one. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> but Man. when you see that thirty two pin little alarm clock, you're like, I hate everything. Yeah, nobody thought the te- technology would move as fast as it as it ended up moving. <sighs> Trash. Anyway, uh, nice app. I feel compelled to move on to the after show just for for fun, rhythm's for- sake. Yeah, for fun topics. Yeah, definitely. For, <laughs> for the fun stuff. All right. For the good stuff. All right. All right.